With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing Sam's edge defender rankings all over at PFF.com. We got a top 10, we got a little mid-round favorite prospect and a sleeper there. So, Sam, I'll let you start. You'll be going through some of your position rankings leading up to the draft. How do you have the top of the edge defender class shaken out? Yeah, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast any, it wouldn't be a surprise to know that number one is Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I think he's just the cleanest of these prospects. He has the best composite of skill set of production of athleticism all of that stuff put together character work ethic blah 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 everything he's got either the best or you know second best in the entire class so i just can't see a good argument to put anybody else above aiden hutchinson yes uh trayvon walker may have him marginally in athleticism and overall measurables um but that's about it right like aiden hutchinson i think has got to be clearly the number one Yeah, I'm with you on Hutchinson, right? I mean, as we go through this class, I think one of the things we always have to debate here is how much does production matter? Remember at PFF, production for us is how well did you perform on thousands of snaps, not just in sack totals, not just in tackles. It is a huge component when projecting edge defenders. And then you add in the other stuff, the athleticism, the arm length and all that stuff. I think Aiden Hutchinson, absolutely the cleanest prospect. Then we start to get into, for you, Kayvon Thibodeau, number two out of Oregon, George Karloftis out of Purdue, number three. Jermaine Johnson, number four, out of Florida State. I think once you get into Jermaine Johnson, he's the first guy, um, much like Trayvon Walker at number five in Georgia, where the production doesn't match a lot of the hype, where both of those guys have been mocked, you know, potentially in the top ten. So how did you how did you sort those those next few out? Yeah, it's interesting. I actually think there's quite a gap between Hutchinson and the rest. Like Hutchinson does have incredible production. Um, He does have the athleticism. He does have the size. He's got, again, the cleanest tape of all these guys. Okay, there are some nits to pick, you know, 32-inch arms for a guy that's six foot seven. Aside from anything else, that's just weird. Uh, So there's some things you can can point at, but they're much smaller than anybody else. Uh, Thibodeau, I think, is quite a way behind Hutchinson, but I think he's the best of the rest. He does have great production. He's got incredible burst off the line. Um, I think he's got really good speed to power as well, which you don't hear talked about his game a lot for a guy who is a bit sort of skinnier and doesn't necessarily look as uh, big and and dominant as some of these other athletes. But he actually shows a lot of that on tape, converting that speed into a power rush and getting home anyway. Um, I can see why there are people that are a little bit concerned about his bend and ability to turn the corner. And you see some of that in his three cone time, which isn't as good as guys like Hutchinson or uh, Trayvon Walker. But ultimately, I think that Thibodeau does have the best kind of pass rushing tape of any of these remaining guys. 
Yeah, you mentioned speed to power, and I think, look, I, I talk a lot about the production with edge rushers, but how they do it does absolutely matter. When you watch them win in college, you want to see players with with translatable skills, and that is one of those, because some of the guys that are lower on the list might only have the speed. They might only yeah. have the burst, but they don't have the power, and we know how good NFL offensive tackles are. If you don't have counters, inside counter, power, whatever it is, that is huge to translate pass rushing production to the next level. Yeah, and it's also big if you if your weakness is going to be that you don't necessarily have the best ability to turn the corner and bend and you know run that arc. Um, the f- if you're able to convert that speed, you know get off the line quickly with those first steps and then convert it into power. It's a way to offset that specific weakness. You know if you're able to do that well and convert those speed rushes into a power rush or an inside counter, that is going to you know offset or negate the fact that you might not necessarily be able to run the arc as well as it suggests that your, your speed and 40 time uh, should, should let you do. Karloftis and Jermaine Johnson, right? Purdue for Karloftis, Florida State for Jermaine Johnson. Both power players in my mind. I mean, guys that you see them jacking up tight ends in the run game, jacking up offensive tackles as far as from a pass rushing standpoint. Karloftis, though... Better production, right? Almost 24% pass rush win rate. That's one of the better numbers that we've seen just in recent years among prospects. Jermaine Johnson, one of those guys that had only 46 pressures last year, but 14 of those were sacks. Those are some of those like buyer beware type of guys. If if too many of the pressures are sacks, it kind of inflates uh, you know, the perception about that type of player. But Jermaine Johnson was so good at the senior bowl. I think that for me at least eases some of my concerns about his. Uh, lack of production through his career translating to the next level. I kind of love Carl Loftus. He he reminds me a lot. Mike Renner used this comp, I think, but he reminds me a lot of Brandon Graham. Um, and I think he's similarly underrated. Like even though Brandon Graham was a first round pick, that dude went like half a decade before anybody recognized that he was actually a really elite pass rusher because he never got a ton of sacks. You know, he got pressure, and oftentimes he was getting pressure in a limited role, and he was being moved between stand up linebacker and and. Uh, 4-3 defensive end, hand the ground. And for some reason, the first round uh, draft pick thing like didn't really carry with him the way it did with, you know, does with other guys and kind of always gives them that boost of reputation. Um, I think Carl Aftis feels similar. I know he's being talked about as a surefire first round pick, but he's the guy that's being ignored. You know, while we focus on Hutchinson and Thibodeau and Trayvon Walker and Jermaine Johnson, Carl Aftis is the guy just sort of sitting there while everybody looks elsewhere and yet he he is really productive he's he plays with that high motor he's he's got a kind of great uh low pad level you know leverage guy sort of again a lot like brandon graham um I, i feel like he'll be a good player like how much better than that i think is up for debate but it feels like he will just be good almost immediately Right now is a great time to get even more information on all these prospects. You get 50% off a PFF Elite annual subscription if you use the code DRAFT50. We got 365 days of Elite. That's what you get when you sign up. All of PFF's locked article content, the PFF NFL Draft Guide, completely undrocked mock dra- unlocked p- mock draft simulator data and grades for the entire 2021 and upcoming 2022 season. It's promo code Draft 50 for 50% off a PFF Elite Annual subscription. And we mentioned Aiden Hutchinson earlier. Don't forget, PFF has launched Hutch, a four-part podcast series with number one overall NFL draft prospect Aiden Hutchinson. Came out April 13th. Be sure to check it out. The show includes interviews with Jim Harbaugh, Karn, and former Michigan football players, key members of Aiden's family, media members, and draft analysts. Check out Hutch on 
YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, okay, so Trayvon Walker from Georgia. We've talked about him quite a bit on both of our podcasts here, Sam. Uh, the freak athlete who just doesn't have the production to back it up. Want to reiterate, doesn't mean he can't do it at the next level. just means there's as much risk with projecting him to do it as there is maybe someone who is a bad athlete, right? And in, in, in the same way you put a risk label on a prospect, you put it on a guy like Walker who just you haven't seen win those one-on-ones as a pass rusher. Yeah, he he is a total projection at this point. Like we just there's no evidence that he rushes the passer at a particularly high level. And some of that is because he doesn't get given the opportunities to do it or the the volume of opportunities to do it that these other guys do. And if you look at, you know, if you if you look at a sack reel, for example, right? Most of those plays are not plays like everybody else where he's put on the edge you know, allowed to attack upfield and, and just pin his ears back. He, there are plays where he's had to play the run first or, you know, stack up a guy and then converted that to to rush the passer once he's seen what, what's happening on the play. So it's not that it's like necessarily his fault that he hasn't got this pressure, but the fact remains that he hasn't and it isn't there yet. So you have to basically look at him and say, he is a supreme level athlete. Therefore, we assume there's no reason he can't be an elite pass rusher at the NFL. But that's a hell of an assumption to be making about a guy anywhere in the top of the, the first round. And for that, like, I just can't see certainly how you can put him above Hutchinson, above Thibodeau. I don't really see how you can put him above Karloftis, given how much of a projection that is. Maybe I can see an argument over Jermaine Johnson, but like that should be the range he's in, given what we know about him. I'll read out your 6 through 10 here. Boye Mafe from Minnesota, number 6. Nick Benito, number 7 from Oklahoma. Number 8, Drake Jackson out of USC. Number 9, David Ajabo from Michigan, who does have the ACL injury, or Achilles injury, Achilles. and yeah. yeah, would have been probably in that right. top 5 or 6 range and in the first round. And then Arnold Ebichetti from Penn State, formerly of Temple. Uh, technically sound, consistent producer at the NFL level. Anybody from 6 through 10 that you want to highlight in your rankings here? Well, I love that little run of six, seven, eight. Boye Mafe from Minnesota, Nick Benito from Oklahoma, and Drake Jackson from USC, because those are the speed, burst, um, bend type edge rushers. Those guys all bring like speed, burst, and just that ridiculous like rush pass rush ability. Everybody, when they're looking at pass rushers, they want to see that one pure play of like Von Miller esque, you know, bend around the corner, that like you know that textbook play. Drake Jackson, like that's what he excels at. Now, it's, it's I don't want to say it's all he excels at, but like that is his one trick, and it's a great one trick to have. So those guys, it's all sort of various shades of like, well, how good can they be against the run? How good can they be in a very you know other ways? But that is the thing that they've got. They've got speed. They've got edge uh, rush ability, and just are are so kind of quick and fluid as athletes. I love all three of those guys. It's just a case of seeing how good they can get at the next level. Benito's the guy for me, you know, one of those guys that maybe doesn't win with power, but does have that speed. And yeah. um, look, once we get into that range, all those guys have their warts, but could be really good value in the second round, especially as teams need three to four legitimate pass rushers. And I think all of those guys can absolutely contribute. So get to PFF.com. You can check out the entire top 10. And uh, it's Sam's Edge Defender rankings. He's going position by position over on the website. It's the PFF NFL Daily.